All right, before I get started today, just asking uh, anybody listening, if you wouldn't mind going and following that link in the description, uh, I mean, that is if you're listening to this around the time it comes out, uh, Grayscale is uh, has the opportunity to open for a Flag on the Moon 5, so right now there's a link below, you can click on it, and you can vote on who you want to see open for this show. It would mean a lot to me, and it would mean a lot to my friend Chuck Smith if y'all went over there and just uh, clicked on Grayscale and cast your vote. Uh, like I said, it's a small thing you can do to support a guy who makes some conscious positive music that, frankly, I enjoy very much. And, uh, you know, just yeah, if you if you like the show, if you like the guests on the show, it helps me to, you know, help me to help support our guests. So, uh, like I said, I'll just get right to it, but... You know, if you have a second, just click that link. It's in the description. All right. So what I really want to talk about today is uh, the fentanyl problem. I'm sure, I mean, basically everybody by now must have heard about fentanyl through the news or something like that. Warning people that like street drugs are, you know, contaminated with fentanyl or cut with fentanyl. And that's causing a lot of people to die. Uh, if you haven't heard, well, then I guess you just heard me tell you. Uh, so assuming that you don't know anything about it, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid. Uh, it's about 80 or 100 times stronger than morphine and probably about 50 times stronger than like high-grade street heroin. So, I mean, this stuff is very dangerous. It's very, very concentrated. Uh, it was first synthesized in 1960 by uh, Paul Jansen. He was a, uh, he was a Belgian chemist. He designed it using the tickle and pickle methods, which is uh, basically the same method used to make, well, basically all the designer drugs. Uh, that's how LSD was first made. So you can imagine uh, this stuff is pretty highly concentrated. Now, hospitals use it. Uh, they use it for regular pain management stuff, often for cancer patients. Uh, but basically what a hospital pays for a dose of fentanyl uh, which is 20 micrograms is a little bit less than 10 cent, like 10 cent per. And I mean, this is, I'm, I'm not talking about this to rag on hospitals having like wide profit margins and then going out in the media and saying that they can't make any money. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But the whole reason I talk about the micrograms thing is, I mean, you can see the wholesale cost is very, very cheap which means that people who have a way of getting fentanyl illicitly, that's why they're cutting it into these drugs. Not just heroin either. It's being found in cocaine all over the place. Like, not isolated incidents. These are not outliers. This is very common now. This is very, very dangerous stuff. The reason why I say, uh, you know, by the microgram, I mean, you realize, like, the scale that the drug dealer on the corner is using isn't even close. It's not even in the same league as the instruments they're using in hospitals to carefully measure these dosages. So when you're talking about some local drug dealer trying to take some subpar product and pump it up with 10 cent worth of fentanyl, if he accidentally puts 50 cent worth of fentanyl in there, you're going to die. I mean, only if you use drugs, if you don't use 
illicit drugs, then you probably don't have to worry about accidentally coming into contact with fentanyl. So, yeah, you know, I hate to be all Nancy Reagan, but I mean, seriously, if ever there was a time to just say no, uh, it's right now. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy making a, a 40 cent mistake that costs you your life. If, you know, again, if you're using drugs. So just say no, just don't, don't. I mean, just give it a couple years, wait for it to blow over something. Just stop. But no, the reason that I bring this up isn't, uh, like I said, we pretty much all already know. Drugs are dangerous. Fentanyl makes, the, the presence of fentanyl makes these drugs even more dangerous than they have been historically. No, the reason that I bring it up is because of, uh, media framing surrounding this uh so like i said i'm I'm gonna get into it i'm gonna try and keep it quick you guys know i don't like going over 15 minutes so uh i'll give you the rundown i had to do a little research on this one just to make sure that i was getting my point across nicely so uh just a moment so investigative journalist and author ben westoff he went undercover uh researching fentanyl because well, when he went undercover, we really didn't know very much about where it was coming from, why it all of a sudden gained all this traction, and out of nowhere, it took the opioid crisis in America, which we were finally making some progress on, and now the death toll from fentanyl is so high. For the first time in the last like 200 years, the life expectancy has actually decreased in America. There are more people dying, more young people dying of fentanyl overdoses than there are young people dying in car accidents right now. As a young man between 18 and 35 years old, you are more likely to die because of a fentanyl overdose than a car accident. Do you realize how preposterous that is? Because the only way you can die of a fentanyl overdose is if you're using illicit drugs. And yet, whether you like it or not, you probably have to get in some kind of automobile to get to and from work, or to and from the grocery store, or just literally anywhere. So how is it that this stuff is all over the place and we know very little about it? Well, Ben Westhoff dug in to, uh, to find out more about it. He wrote about it in his book called uh, Fentanyl Inc. Now, when he went undercover... Uh, well, I mean, I say undercover. It's not like he like had to dress up in strange clothes and walk around. No, he uh, he went undercover to the dark web because, well, I should say dark web forums just to be a little bit more concise because people say dark web and they think it's like this one network that you tap into. Uh, and, it, I mean, that would be a oversimplification to say the least. So he gets in on these dark web forums he claims to be a uh, a pretty high-profile drug dealer that has like an interstate sort of uh, network, and uh, he insists, that, you know, he wants to get this fentanyl to uh, to use with his drugs, but he wants to see the lab first because you know this is a high-profile operation. Blah blah blah. He talks about exactly what he said. I mean, he in the book he lists like he cites so many sources. I mean, he's giving tracking and shipping numbers. He's showing travel receipts. I don't see... It would be more effort to have made this shit up than for him to have actually done what he said. 
So I have a hard time believing that it's made up, but I'll get to that in a minute because there are a couple news companies that would have you believe that it's all made up. So, like I said, Ben goes undercover thinking that, you know, when he finds someone willing to let him tour their illicit drug lab, he's thinking he's going to wind up in South America or Mexico because the mainstream media narrative is that this stuff is coming from the cartels. And the cartels are synthesizing it. They're the ones cutting it into the drugs. And the evil, nasty cartels are always to blame, right? So when Ben finally, uh, you know, after after a little bit of work, he convinces this uh, this person, this mysterious person on this dark web forum, they agree to let him see the lab. But when he finds out where he has to go, it's not in South America. It's not in Mexico. It's in China. Now, what's funny is if you watch Fox News, this is not going to be a surprise. They talk about this on Fox News all the time. Now, Ben, who's worked for a number of, uh, we'll just say left-leaning publications, very surprised by this because he's been told that uh, this China fentanyl business is all bullshit and that this is just some right-wing news conspiracy, Fox News, yada, yada. You've heard it before, I'm sure. So, yeah. So, Ben flies on over to China gets a chance to check out this fentanyl lab a very legitimate fentanyl lab he talks about the language barrier he talks about the guys who ran the lab i would highly recommend if i mean if you're at all interested in this stuff look at look up ben's book uh because right now he's uh like i said they're on a smear campaign against him they're actually uh they're pretty much trying to ruin his career right now when i say they I'll give you guys two guesses what news agency it is. I'll give you a couple seconds. All right, two, one. Yeah, it's CNN and MSNBC. Can't imagine that. Vince reporting again on CNN and MSNBC, almost like he's got an agenda. But I have information to back this up for you guys on why they are doing this. Because why would a huge international news agency like CNN... Why would they want to smear some nobody author? What's all this about? What incentive could they possibly have to obfuscate the truth? Jesus. I hope nobody who respects me heard me misuse the word obfuscate. I can't even talk. All right. Well, anyway. So, like I said, I have evidence for you to back up my theory. So, uh. Hang on for just one minute. I probably could have just used the word obscure. Oh, well. All right. So why is CNN, why are they attempting to cover this up, the Chinese connection with fentanyl? What could possibly be in it for them? Well, we'll just uh, flash back to 2008. CNN Jack Cafferty was critical on Tibet. CNN disavows their own reporter in favor of China. This was reported by the New York Times, again, back in 2008. CNN reporter reprimanded by CCP er, spokeswoman Hua Chengying for asking for context about 39 bodies of Chinese nationalists found in Essex, England. CNN issues an apology to the CCP on behalf of the reporter. October 28, 2019, that was just a few days ago. 
Now, Christian Dior of CNN forced to apologize to China for not including Taiwan on a map of China. This was on October 18th, 2019. Now, sorry, I mean, I've got tons of these. I mean, so rather than just sit here and read you something that, I mean, like I said, this these all span, like, I mean, once a week since, like, 2008. So just go to Google. Just go to Google and type in CNN apologizes to China. Now, what do you see? Basically nothing, right? From, I mean, maybe a couple stories from 2008, 2009, but really not, not going to find much. That's because Google, again, part of the problem, they're delivering curated search results because they just want to make sure that they're in charge of the, uh, the current media narrative right now. So now I want you to put in that little browser bar, put in DuckDuckGo. It works just like Google, but it doesn't curate your search results for you. It just gives you what has the most traffic. So if you go to DuckDuckGo and you type in the exact same thing, CNN apologizes to China. Now you see the real truth. Assuming you just hit enter. Now you'll see CNN articles every single week of public apologies, the actual apologies CNN issued to China, whole articles that are just them tearing down their own reporters, disavowing them, and apologizing to China. Why would CNN want to do this? What, what would they possibly have to do with that? I don't know. Maybe because they want to operate in China. And for a business to operate in China, the Chinese Communist Party has to have a department in your business. Which means if your business operates against the party, you're not allowed to operate in China. This is not a conspiracy. This is how business works over there. Every company, and it, like, you know, we have HR departments. We've got a department of HR. They're in charge of making sure, you know, employee complaints or basically that people are being treated like humans. Imagine that's a huge thorn in the side for business owners. No, but in China, you have your CCP, your Chinese Communist Party department within your business. And they make sure that your business not only is operating as a business, but also operating to help the Chinese Communist Party. This is why CAT, like, you know, the, the giant uh, yellow trucks they use on construction sites, etc. CAT, when they went to China, they had to adopt a Chinese Communist Party into, like, a department for their business. This is why American American tradespeople, people that work for Cat, people who purchased and you know rented equipment from Cat, stopped using the company. This is very very troubling for Americans for a lot of reasons, because we want to engage with businesses that operate like businesses, not businesses that operate like a government. That's why Huawei phones we don't we don't allow Huawei phones to be like. They don't work in America because Huawei also like what happens when your phone is connected to your stuff, but the Chinese government has a department at Huawei. Now they have access to millions of people's data. This is very troubling stuff. And again, I think just goes to show that CNN has proven themselves They've proven themselves to be bad actors, not operating in good faith 
for the sake of public safety, for the sake of making sure that this information's out there, for us to know what we're up against, they say, oh, it's just the shady cartels. It's just the shady cartels. You know, the drugs are primarily coming from the cartels. So who's to say that they're not ordering the fentanyl from the Chinese lab and then just doing it there instead of making it themselves? I mean, why would they? Ten cent a dose? I mean, these labs are awfully expensive to build. I'm just saying that we actually have hard evidence. We have hard proof and very detailed reporting about where these drugs are coming from. And yet you have giant mainstream news organizations ignoring it, lying about it, calling it a conspiracy, trying to ruin Ben's career. I don't know, man. I mean... To me, it makes it really hard to understand how people get any news from these guys. But, I don't know. Uh, thanks for listening, I guess. I have a hard time talking about this one. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know. Share with your friends if you know anybody who has uh, drug or addiction issues. I mean, those people, I mean, they really need help. They really, really need your help. And uh, now more than ever, I mean... Now's a good chance to uh, reach out. Maybe say goodbye, because, like I said, that shit will kill you. Thanks for listening. Sorry, so I almost missed the boat on on the more grand point that I was trying to make. What does all this information, or rather misinformation, coming from CNN tell us about well about their news agency and I mean ignore all the other stuff and let's just pretend that what I've broken down for you about their reporting on fentanyl specifically is the only wrongdoing that CNN has done in terms of uh, irresponsible reporting practices what does this tell us about them well If you ask me, it means that they don't care. They don't care about young people. They don't care about poor people. And they especially don't care about black people. Because those are the people who are dying disproportionately the largest as a result of this. So like I said, I'm not even going the Donald Trump fake news, CNN route. I'm just talking about this one issue where they don't want you or anyone else to know the truth about where this is coming from, why it's happening. And they made the decision as a news agency that they would rather lie to the American people so that this problem will continue to go unsolved. They would rather lie to us about that than risk losing China as a territory where they can do business. And it's that simple. I mean, it really is that simple. They would rather lie to you. Oh, it's the evil cartels. They're not trying to do business with the cartels. So yeah, they can use the cartels as a scapegoat all day. But that doesn't change the fact that China is very much involved when it comes to this problem that we're experiencing as a country. And again, the people who are affected worse by it 
the absolute worst are the poor, marginalized people. Mostly young men and mostly minority and especially black men. So, you know, next time CNN goes on TV and says Kanye West is crazy, next time they go on TV and talk about how Elizabeth Warren is going to save all the poor people, just remember, just remember that, that they don't actually care about poor people. All right, well, like I said, I almost forgot, so I added this on at the end. Uh, I know that this is a pretty touchy topic, especially when you start talking about the people disproportionately affected by this problem. So anybody, if you feel like I missed something, if you want to say something, uh, I mean, you can send me audio files, like audio messages via Anchor. I'd be happy to upload those directly, so that way you're verbatim. No misquoting. If you don't want your voice or your name associated with it, you can send me a message on Facebook and I'll read your comments anonymously. If, you know, if you feel that's better. Uh, I've got... I have no interest in misquoting anyone. Uh, I'm very open to discussion, about, especially about these kinds of things, because these are things that I, I personally think that these things are very important. So, you know, like I said, uh, like I always say, if I miss something or if you think I was slightly off about something, feel free to say so. I'm just telling you my opinion, and it's that uh, CNN doesn't give a damn about us. They're run by rich, powerful billionaires. They're represented by guys like Bill Maher, who say uh, we, he wishes that we had a recession because then Trump probably wouldn't get reelected. You know what happens in recession? Poor people get laid off. They starve. They get separated from their families. Some people try and make ends meet committing crimes. And, I mean, it wrecks people. Recessions ruin some families, poor families especially. So when you got, you know, renowned CNN anchors going around saying they don't care about a recession, there, there they are again telling you they don't care about poor people, especially not poor people who die as a result of drug addiction. All right. And like I said, this topic kind of gets me, kind of gets me going a little bit. So I'm going to stop it here. Plus, I've gone on a little longer than I like anyway. So thanks for listening.